0: Hello and welcome to UPL Insights, a digital media series from UPL led by our friends, colleagues and experts across the world. In this series, we bring together leaders in sustainable farming, food systems and climate resilience to explore the challenges and developments defining the global agricultural landscape today. Across our global business, we believe that collaboration is at the heart of progress and that the technologies, ideas, interventions across our global footprint are worth sharing. In this episode, we are talking to some of the people leading our food system transformation inside and outside of UPL and exploring new and existing priorities alongside our shared commitment to resilience, trade, nourishment, and sustainable productivity. My name is Surbhi Kothari, and I'm based at UPL's headquarters in Mumbai, India. And today, I'll be speaking with Thru Sohane, Chief Operating Officer and Business Head at Nurture Farm, to discuss one of the environmental and behavioral challenges at the heart of agriculture production in India and further afield. Every year, 5.7 million acres of rice paddy are deliberately burnt by farmers in Punjab and Haryana as a cheap, quick and effective method of clearing straw and other residue from mechanically harvested fields in the short window between harvesting of rice and the planting of the wheat crop. The downsides of this practice are very clear. A massive increase in airborne pollutants causing respiratory problems across North India. Unnecessary greenhouse gas emissions, the degradation of soil nutrients, the loss of flora and fauna. It has been estimated that as much as 25% of New Delhi's air pollution results from stubble burning in the winter months. And in November, India's Supreme Court warned the pollution levels were so dangerous that drastic steps should be taken. But despite the many hazardous effects of stubble burning, its practice remains widespread. Governments have tried to stop the crop burning. Alternative methods and technologies have been pitched. In some places, bans and fines have been trained, with some farmers jailed, but little has changed. Nurture Farm, an agtech startup and subsidiary of UPL is working to change the situation. Earlier this year, it launched the crop Residue ma- management program to develop, deploy, and scale an effective and sustainable solution to end the burn. Nodja Farm has partnered with Indian Agricultural Institute to use Pusa Decomposer, a bioenzyme developed by them on their farms that facilitates the decomposition of the stubble and eliminates the need to burn the crops with over 400,000 acres of land enrolled in this program, this is the biggest and the most ambitious project that has ever been undertaken in India to combat this critical issue. And what's exciting is Nurture Farm. So Dhruv, welcome to UPL Insights. I'd like to start by asking you a bit more about the issue of stubble burning in India. Why did this become such a focus for Nurture Farm from the outset?
1: Thanks, Irbi. I think uh, that's a great introduction. And what I'd like to start by saying is that uh, Nurture is, is coming up to its second birthday, effectively, right? So Nurture is going to turn two uh, in a couple of months. And uh, about 12 months ago or 14 months ago, when uh, we were still uh, norming and forming as a team, uh, we wanted to really focus our energies on uh, building the next generation of uh, sustainable solutions that would actually deliver significant impact uh, and also help establish Nurture as a major brand, as a major ag tech player that can solve some of these very complex problems, right? So, um, so that's, that's when we decided to focus on uh, on the issue of stubble burning. We had actually observed that uh, the Delhi government had undertaken a similar exercise uh, over 2,000 acres using the pusa decomposer, so that kind of piqued our interest. Uh, that if it can happen successfully for 2,000 acres, uh, you know, can we actually bring together the means and a solution set that can scale it beyond the 2,000 acres? And we, you know, we took a really ambitious target of covering about half a million acres. Um, that allowed us to start thinking about sustainability, the next generation of uh, practices, uh, helping convince farmers and introduce new solution sets uh, and, and bringing together multiple faculties to deliver that outcome. Uh, that actually became the breeding ground of how Nurture started thinking about solving complex problems at scale. And, uh, and that really gave us a lot of momentum uh, to to everything else that we've undertaken since then.
0: Thing with stubble burning, uh, why is it routinely performed, and why all government initiatives, as you mentioned earlier, uh, and other projects have so far failed to eliminate its practice completely?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a classical problem, right? Um, I think the science and the technology to solve this problem has existed, but the execution and the implementation of the solution set hasn't been brought together in a more thought through way from a farmer standpoint, right? So um, if you think about the farmer, there are many in-situ solutions and ex-situ solutions, uh, but all of them cost money. Also, some of the ex-situ solutions are, you know, require the farmer to invest upfront, uh, such as, uh, you know, baling, and then find a certain buyer for for the bales, and and then maybe recover their money subsequently down the line, right? Similarly, some of the in situ solutions uh, that, that are available uh, heavily depend on farm mechanization or government subsidies. And it's a more it's a viable solution, but it's a more cumbersome process and a longer process and not a very scalable process. So what we tried to do was we, we tried to understand each of those friction points where the farmer was having to you know, stop and think whether they could do it, whether they would spend and we try to remove each and every one of those friction points. Uh, and in doing so, we've managed to incorporate uh, two or three very successful uh, technologies. Uh, we brought in the bio decomposer. We brought in farm mechanization to spray as well as uh, to turn the soil. We brought in di- the digital platform where we had onboarded farmers digitally. Um, uh, we brought in remote sensing where we looked at which farms were burnt the year before. We went into those same clusters, the same villages, onboarded those same farms onto our digital platforms, understood their sowing dates, the crop variety, their sowing patterns, so we could place our boom spraying machines in, in the right locations at the right time. Um, we And so powering this complete solution set together actually made the big difference. It allowed us to create a shift from piecemeal solutions which the farmers had to pay for or you know d- uh, didn't have the capacity to bring together themselves to this being available as a completely free service uh, to the farmer.
0: Now tell me uh, more about Nojo Farm's uh, crop residue management program and your campaign to end the burn. What is uh, Nurture doing differently to support farmers uh, increase their accessibility to solutions and mechanizations and also to encourage them to adopt sustainable practices?
1: Yeah, no. So I think uh, what, what we've done around crop residues, we've understood it's a very integral part of uh, everything that the farmer does, right? So um, we've understood that the farmer is, uh, has the same ambition as we do. They want to make sure that they get the best yield. They want to make sure that they run the operation efficiently. They want to make sure that uh, they have the right access to technologies and infrastructure to get their job done. So as uh, as Nurture Farm, we are able to provide access to all of the above, right? So uh, we're able to uh, get farmers onto our platform. So we started this whole campaign last year in 2021, in the month of uh, February or March, where we started onboarding farmers on our platform. And um, you know, we, we went literally village to village. We actually jump-started this whole process with a brand new ground force team, uh, which we call Krishi Mitras. They are uh, uh, an amazing, uh, uh, talented pool of people who come from the villages, uh, they work on a completely 100% variable pay model. So we introduced the gig economy for the first time in rural India. And, uh, you know, we trained them through our Nurture Academy and we uh, encourage them to go on board farmers, get them onto the, uh, onto the platform, sign up uh, for our service, uh, enter their uh, you know, farm details, geotag the farms. Uh, So we had a lot of information up front and we managed to onboard over 25,000 farmers uh, in in, in a couple of months, uh, which added up to almost uh, half a million acres. We actually had to stop the onboarding because we didn't have the capacity to do any more. And so we were getting a lot of uh, organic interest uh, coming out of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the villages where some farmers had already heard about this and onboarded onto the platform. So that was really encouraging. We actually also then powered this uh, end the burn campaign with a lot of uh, marketing and, and, uh, and education and awareness through different media. We had uh, multiple radio campaigns. We had a lot of newspaper ads in, in local languages. We had, you know, wall paintings. Uh, we had village to village uh, canvassing going on by the Krishi uh, and this engagement actually created a lot of excitement that there is something new, there is something exciting, and there is something that can actually happen. And what we found was uh, that the farmers were very excited. They really wanted to uh, you know, protect their soil. They didn't want to burn their fields. Through the growth phase, we kept sending them reminders that you know, this is going to happen. And coming close to the harvest time, we drummed up the excitement again, uh, and we did an outreach to all of these farmers who we had onboarded. And, uh, and we started uh, uh, very closely keeping an eye on you know the harvesters and, and where the harvesting had, had begun. And we started following the harvesters along with our own uh, onboarded farmers. And that uh, really allowed us to have a very successful uh, uh, spring of, uh, of almost 450,000 acres through this period. Uh, and what was really exciting was we saw about a 92% adoption of this uh, service which means uh, we sprayed 100 fields uh, 92 fields uh, or 92 percent of the farmers did not burn their fields after uh, taking our spray service that's probably one of the highest adoption of a brand new practice which is a regenerative sustainable practice uh, that uh, you know anyone would have ever witnessed Uh, That has given us a lot of encouragement and hope that, uh, you know, farmers really want to do the right thing if they have the right solution available to them.
0: Definitely. And it is evident when uh, you said more farmers were encouraged and wanted to join the program. Uh, Now, um, Dhruv, so you recently completed the first major pilot of uh, tackling stubble burning. Uh, Talk us through the impact that you've seen in different areas.
1: Yeah, so uh, as I just alluded to, right, I think um, the, the 450,000 acres that we managed to successfully spray, we, you know, first impact straight away is we saw 92% adoption for uh, the, uh, you know, the actual solution, right? So that's a very encouraging sign. Um, we've seen that in addition to the adoption and, and uh, of 92%, Farmers have also reported that they have used a lower amount of fertilizer uh, in the subsequent uh, sowing season, right? So, almost a 25 to 30 percent lower uh, fertilizer application because now the soil naturally had, uh, you know, more biomass, natural uh, manure generated through the uh, stubble that was incorporated into the soil. Uh, So, so more biomass, uh, more good bacteria, more good fungi. Uh, is leading to better soil health and so a lower need for fertilizer. So there's a direct cost saving, there's a direct uh, soil wellness impact in the right direction, as opposed to the wrong direction that was happening while burning. In addition, I think there is also this uh, uh, thing we've observed where our initial estimate was that the burning, uh, sorry, uh, the decomposition would take somewhere between 20 to 25 days. Uh, where, where in, in effect we've seen that within eight to ten days the entire stubble uh, was decomposed and incorporated when it was sprayed and turned into the soil. Um, so this allowed for you know, uh, some of the farmers to do some early intercropping and they went on to sow you know cash crop in like coriander or potato uh, ahead of the, the wheat uh, sowing. So that also resulted in additional in- income the obvious most biggest benefit is the impact on the climate and health of the citizens not uh, just in cities but also the villages so we've seen uh, thousands of tons of you know carbon monoxide and and uh, you know over a million tons of other harmful uh, gas emissions particulate matter uh, that would have otherwise gone into the atmosphere um, has been completely eliminated and that's a, that's a big win for all of us so we are hoping uh, that uh, you know, uh, all, all of these positives are gonna uh, encourage everyone else to adopt this service as we go forward. Um, the other side social impact is that through this initiative as we introduce the gig economy, we've seen a lot of uh, new job livelihood creation uh, for an, a brand new workforce that you know, wasn't part of this ecosystem before. And so rural employment has seen a massive boost and uh, last uh, but not the least, we are hoping to now generate carbon credits from every acre that wasn't burned. And that will uh, have another positive impact in terms of value creation, both for the farmer and for us being able to potentially pay for this service on a sustainable basis uh, through through this initiative. Uh, these are some of the, the most impactful things. And I think it, it kind of ticks all the boxes that one would hope to get uh, for any such uh, you know sustainable ag initiative,
0: right? And having uh, spoken about the impact, uh, what do you think uh, were the different technologies uh, that have been brought together to make this uh, successful compared to the previous attempts?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know the the three or four things that uh, made this quite unique was the combination of you know obviously the the bio solution which was. Uh, developed initially by uh, PUSA. Uh, We actually enhanced that from uh, a capsule form which required two weeks of preparation by a farmer to an instant uh, powder water-soluble form. Uh, So that took away a lot of the friction and the effort that a farmer would have had to put in. In addition, we've also uh, brought in farm mechanization at two stages. Uh, One is, uh, you know, immediately post-harvest spraying on the on the stubble for the biosolution. And the second is, uh, you know, we've encouraged the farmers to use some sort of an implement like a harrow or or anything like that to turn the soil and incorporate this biomass into the soil for faster decomposition. Uh, We've also brought in multiple digital technologies. So we've brought in, uh, you know, our digital platform, uh, geotagging, geofencing each farm, IoT devices that were used to uh, create polygons for every field that was sprayed, remote sensing to monitor before and after uh, you know, the the spring event of the action on each field. Uh, And and this is quite revolutionary in terms of really capturing and understanding the behavior and the impact of uh, this regenerative practice and its uh, its adoption on every acre. Um, So all of this is, you know, these are multiple faculties we've been able to bring Uh, We continue to evolve uh, these, uh, you know, basically the learnings that we've had this year uh, and, you know, and hopefully we'll we'll get more ideas into the mix as as needed.
0: Given the success of CRM program, uh, what are the sustainable practices and approaches uh, that Nurture Farm is going to drive in crops and techniques?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, this is giving us a massive boost. Uh, We've now recognized that given the right incentive, given the right solution set, farmers are more than willing to adopt uh, if if, um, it it is presented in a a convenient, easily understandable way. Um, So we are definitely looking at a scaling our CRM program this year uh, in in FY23 from uh, previously done half a million to somewhere between one to 2 million, we're, we're trying to figure out how much we can scale it within this year. Um, in addition, we're also looking at taking these similar practices to other crops in other regions. Um, for example, sugarcane has similar challenges. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, straw and uh, um, biomass that's generated that needs to be dealt with. Um, you know, water is another challenge there. So there's, there's multiple opportunities there. We're also working in paddy on AWD and DSR practices uh, in multiple regions in APN Telangana and, and other parts as well, where we believe there's a huge opportunity for us to incentivize farmers to drive greater adoption on, on a number of these practices.
0: Um, and finally, what are the steps for scaling and improving uh, access to this technology in India? As you mentioned the parts of it, And how do you see this program expanding to benefit farmers in other countries?
1: Yeah, so so we're most committed to scaling this. Uh, In India, there's a lot of excitement and interest uh, including from multilateral bodies, the government. Uh, Everyone's really excited uh, having seen the success Um, and we've published our impact report uh, last month, which is uh, really well received by, by many people. Uh, And so we hope to scale this to somewhere between one to 2 million in this coming year. Um, In addition, we've, you know, it's quite exciting. We've already received inquiries from um, Vietnam, Thailand, um, Pakistan, and and Nigeria for the same solution set because all these countries are also experiencing very similar challenges. Um, So it's it's really exciting for us at Nature Farm to see uh, you know, that this solution is, is getting the recognition and, and that there is a huge problem that we, we can solve for uh, other people as well. Uh, obviously, some of those plans will need to be figured out, uh, but uh, we were definitely exploring opportunities to take this internationally as well.
0: Uh, this is amazing. And uh, it's uh, the work that Nurture Farm um, and you, the team are doing uh, is greatly appreciated. Thank you to the Dhruv uh, for their insights into Nurture Farms Network to tackle stubble burning in India. For the full series of UPL Insights episodes, follow UPL Global on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.